Yo, fuck yeah, what's up? This is Aiden Taco Jones. You are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 22nd of January, 2019. And I am not drinking a tea. How about that, man? I'm not drinking a fucking tea because I'm uh, sitting on some rocks next to the fucking ocean. Next to the ocean, motherfucker! Oh, so nice. I hope that wasn't too loud. I think I just heard some people. Man, I'm in I'm in Perth. I've been here for a week. It is just delightful. I'm staying in South Frio, Fremantle. Um, and uh, it's just like I've been swimming every single day since I've been here. The water at this beach, it's um, it's like South Beach. So what the time is like 11 a.m. right now. It The weather has been amazing for the last few days um and then today's the first day when it's kind of dropped off a little bit like I think yesterday was kind of 30 but then it fell away and today for the first time since I've been here there are clouds in the sky but they're still like they're white clouds man the sky is for the most part blue this water that I'm sitting next to I'm sitting on like a rocky thing there's kind of a uh a like a dirt track I guess that comes out into this not like a jetty it's like you know the big piles of rocks that are built up what the fuck do you call that it's not a breakwater I don't know it's where the boats uh like the kind of jetties come out so the boats can moor off them um and I'm sitting just there's like rocks uh, so there's like water to my left and then rocks going up to my right and I climbed over the rocks from the road to be sitting here so it's like I'm like two meters from the water it's lapping up against the rocks the beautiful granite slides away into history a metaphor for our time here on this earth thank you (laughs) that's kind of what Fremantle is though it's a bit fucking hippie man um I like the I'm living with um uh so comedian Rory Lowe um Perth comic uh great comic actually who if I'm honest did not think that highly of as a comic until I came here saw him do a few more sets and maybe I hadn't seen him in a while or maybe I didn't give him a chance or whatever but man the dude has fucking got some stage presence and can sell the fuck out of a joke um very funny and he has a residence at the at the uh Perth Comedy Lounge if you want to go and check him out he's doing all of their six o'clock shows Thursday Friday Saturday he's the MC um great comic very funny um so I'm staying with him and uh, there's 10 people in the house at the moment. There's, it's like him, his girlfriend, this girl, Sessa, and then her sister's staying with us, and I think one of their mates, and then Bon, and this other guy, Andre. How many is that already? Five, six, seven. And then there's another dude who like evidently just moved in, and then there's me and Lewis Garnham from Melbourne sleeping on the fucking floor. It was such a bummer when Lewis got in because I got in on Wednesday. Lewis got in on Friday night. And, like, I'm super excited to be staying with Lewis and, and hanging out with him because he's the greatest. But uh, when he got in, before that, I'd been... Uh, so there's, like, three stories to the house. And I'm in the landing on the second story. No, it's just, like, a kind of section... I guess the stairs go up to the second story and there's like a couple rooms and the bathroom and the toilet and then there's like a little landing that isn't its own room but it is its own kind of space and I'm um, 
I'm staying there, and so is Lewis. But when I first got in, I was there, and like Rory just kind of popped out this little couch that laid flat for me. So I was just sleeping on that, and I had the whole space to myself, and I was next to the PowerPoint. And then, uh, and the couch was like a little bit uncomfortable, but whatever. And then Lewis came in first night that he got in. His plane was like delayed and delayed and delayed, and then he got a, had to jump off the flight, host a wine tour, and then fucking uh, do his show with all of his bags still from the flight. And then we came back, and he was like, oh, I don't know if I'm staying up there or what. I'm just going to crash on the couch. And I went upstairs, and Rory had set up Lewis's bed for him. And not only was it a bed, it was like a mattress, like a, a proper queen-size mattress. Also, he's next to the PowerPoint. He's first in the little spot. And just, I really feel like I got stuck. I really feel like I got the raw end of the fucking deal here. Sleeping on what now I can recognize as a very rudimentary... I'm complaining about something that I got for free. <laughs> I'm staying there for free. What am I complaining about? <laughs> but I was just like... When I, first, when I was by, the, by myself, I was like, this is fucking sick, man. I got a little bed. And then when uh, I saw what Lewis was rocking, I was just like, oh, I actually, I would love a mattress. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> rather than just like a, a half a weird couch thing um, but no it's been so much fun man and uh, Rory's housemates are great um, just like waking up in the mornings and, and, and having chats with these guys about their lives Bon wants to be a uh, a guru she's like Bon and Adrian have this weird relationship where like they're not dating both of them are single but they're definitely not dating and there's not a romantic thing there but I was almost thinking like I mean, this dude, Adrian, is like, he's like, he's got a moustache and long hair. He looks kind of like Steve Aoki. He's rocking a Steve Aoki vibe. And um, if you know who that is. Anyone know who Steve Aoki is? Remember that song? One, two, whoop, whoop. <laughs> if you haven't heard that song, you're now thinking that's the worst fucking music in the world. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> music sucks. Um, Steve Aoki was the dude with the bloody beetroots. He's like a DJ. I don't know. He did that song Warp 1.9 that came out probably 10 years ago now. Oh my God. And that's the reference that I'm using for this guy to describe this guy to my young generation of podcast listeners. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, no, the dude's rocking like a Steve Aoki vibe. So, ooh, I wonder if you could hear that train on the, anyway. Um, fuck, this is a beautiful spot. So this dude, uh, Adrian, like the day that I got in, he was like walking out of the house and Rory was like, oh, hey man, they had a bit of a chat. And he was just like, oh yeah, I'm just going down to this Spanish girl's house down the way. And then like the next day he went on two dates. I was cooking food in the afternoon and he came in with this American girl and they went like hard rubbish collecting together. And then he went on another date that day. And then like two days later, he went on like a coffee date, like in the morning with a girl or like, a beach date. Or so I don't know. I can't even... I don't know how he keeps track of all of these different girls that he's been seeing in the one week that I've been there, remember? So that's Adrian, and then uh, Bon is, uh, and Adrian's probably my age, and Bon, I think, is like 32, and uh, she's like taken up the mantle for, of like being his mentor, you know? Like his, uh, she's calling it a guru. She wants to do I guess she wants to do that as kind of a business I'm not sure how much of it is a joke and how much of it is real but um 
So the other day he was like going through Tinder and he was telling us about how this like girl that he kind of slept with one time, but he was a bit drunk and he probably didn't really want to do it that much. And then she started messaging him all the time going like, you know, let's be together. And it's like too much. Right. And, and Bond's going like, yeah, so you got to cut these like girls out of your life. Stop being, you know, you, you're inviting this mayhem into your life. And the way that you end this now is you just send her a message saying, hey, I don't think I feel the same way for you. It was nice. I think let's just leave it at this. And he was like, yeah, totally. And then she read his messages and they were all just like, sorry, I'm sorry. Like, just not saying that at all. And like leading her on more because he didn't have, you know, he didn't feel comfortable, I guess. So I, don't, I don't know what reasons were. Anyway, so she's like going, you got to cut this out of your life, whatever. And he's like, you know kind of shoulders down going like yeah I know fuck I know I know I know and then in like the same breath picks up his phone <laughs> and starts like swiping through tinder and she's like this is the problem this is exactly what I'm talking about you've got <laughs> she just freaked out she's like you've got this one girl banging your door down over here and you can't even cut her off and you're still back on tinder <laughs> trying to do, just trying to find more of the same what are you doing uh, <laughs> and I'm just like watching on like man I I completely feel both sides of this argument because like a yes you got to cut it off but b fuck tinder's dope <laughs> like, just scrolling through seeing if the girls that I think are pretty think I'm pretty too you know so yeah I feel where he's coming from <laughs> And and when that happened, I knew this would get a rise out of it. I like, um, I was on Tinder as well and I found like one girl and I was like looking at her pictures. I was like, oh man, she looks like, she just looks kind of crazy, but like hot crazy, you know? And I went over, (laughs) I showed Adrian, I was like, look at that. And he was like, oh yeah, man, she, fuck, she does look crazy. And Bond was just like, what are you talking about? What is the problem with boys? (laughs) Oh, it was so good. It really upset her. It didn't really upset her. I think she was just frustrated. Um, But if anything, the fact that she's trying to be the guru, it's like, well, you need to learn to deal with these kind of situations. People are frustrating. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you would fix that, to be honest. I think that's just the thing that he's got to go through himself. Much like me. Am I talking about him because I feel the same way about myself as I do about him? Yes. Do I think we have the same problems? Absolutely. Is it easier to look at someone else and, and laugh at them having their problems and to solve my own? Most likely so. It's a nice place though. It's a lovely spot that I'm staying in. And then like, it's a half hour, uh, half, to, half hour fucking... It's half an hour on the train, but it takes like 20 minutes to get to the train. It probably takes the best part of an hour to get to Perth. And, um, oh man, like when I first got here, dude, I was crazy broke. Just like, how much money did I come with? I think I came with like a hundred bucks. And knowing that I would have a $75 gig on Saturday night, paid cash. And then... I bought like 55 bucks of groceries and then that extended to another like another 20 more after that. So like I basically had 20 bucks from Thursday through to Saturday and the train costs $4.80 each way. And I'm just looking at my fucking funds going like I do not have enough money 
to do this. Um, I paid, I think I paid for three trips at the $4.80 rate. And then I realized that you can just get a concession ticket for $2, which is 20% of what the full price ticket is. 20%, no, 40%, sorry, 40%. Sorry, sorry, everyone, to scare you like that. 40% of what the, um, of what the original ticket, and just like... Why am I going to pay for... Like, that's so much money. Are students really that fucking poor? I, I genuinely think there should be a concession for being an artist. <laughs> Do I? Do I relieve that? Just like, if I'm trying to be... I mean, I guess I'm trying to be an artist, although, you know, you try and shy away from that that label in the world that I'm in. But, like, as far as what I'm doing is concerned, yes, I'm in the performing arts. Uh, and much like at university, this has like a, I don't know, it's an interesting argument between like, okay, when you go to university, you're in a curriculum, it's, it's legitimized by the government and funding and, and concessions and everything like that. But being an artist is just a legitimate, as legitimate a career path, but do, I mean, we're not going to formalize the education of an artist. There's no way to train to be a comedian and, and, you know, go and do... Like, if there was a course for being a comedian, then probably a bunch of people who shouldn't be comedians would end up doing it, right? Because they would go into the course, people would be like, oh, if there's a, a course for being a comedian at university, I'll just do that. And they don't actually fucking care enough about the thing that they've chosen to do to pursue it past getting the qualification, you know? I kind of think that's... Why am I fucking philosophizing right now? This is supposed to be funny. I feel like that's the problem with university. Yeah, I'm going to fucking say it and this is going to feel gross. The problem with going to university is you just pick a thing and then you do that thing and it gives you another endpoint to shoot for. So you delay the, the, the fucking activity of actually figuring out what you want to do with your life. You know? You go to university and you go, I'm going to be an engineer. That's four years. That's another four years of my life planned out where I don't have to actually figure out what I want to do. I can just go, well, I'll sign up for this thing and then I don't have to think about it for another four years. And that is why, I guess, those people get funding, is it? Because they, they, what? Because they sign up to the... Th I don't fucking know, man. Why do people get funding? Why don't I get free money from the government? That's my question, alright? And why do I have to pay $4.80 for a fucking train ticket when some cunt, some 19-year-old fuckhead who just ticked a box after he did year 12, I'm going to be an engineer. Why does he or she or they... Why do they get to fucking like pay 40% of what I pay for a train ticket when I'm actually trying to do something? Uh, no, 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 no. That's selfish. I don't fucking know, man. I don't know why. But I found out that I, anyway, I don't actually have to pay $4.80. I can still just pay 2 bucks and cheat the system. So I don't know why I'm angry because as much as they're being lazy, I'm lying, you know? And are they being lazy? No, they're fucking working hard at uni. They just don't know what they want to do with their lives. I've figured out what I want to do with my lives, and I <laughs> and I will steal money from the taxpayer in order to get there. <laughs> well, 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 well. It's almost as if the person who has his own podcast is narcissistic. Um, yeah, so I've been... <laughs>
<laughs> so I, uh, so I didn't, um, I didn't end up losing it. Well, like, you know, I was broke, but then I figured out like if I just pay the two bucks rather than the 480, 480, 20 bucks is going to get me four tickets. That's how much money I had. Two bucks, 10 tickets. And one day I went in and back. I did, I had needed four tickets. It would have been done. I would have been, I would have had to borrow money off someone and I don't want to do that. It's, isn't that interesting that it's easier to steal money off of the government and like easier on my conscience than it is to just ask my friends for money that I would pay back. Because when you're stealing money from the taxpayer, in quotation marks, you can't actually see them. So it's just like, yeah, fuck you. Give me that money. Even though some of my friends who I would have been borrowing money off are those taxpayers. Some of my friends aren't those taxpayers because they don't pay their taxes because like me, they're pieces of shit. Actually, I do pay my taxes. I just haven't ever had any taxes to pay. Isn't that wild? I literally have... Oh, I think in my life I've earned enough money. I reckon I've paid like a thousand dollars tax <laughs> in my ten-year working life. Fuck! What a contributor. That's why I got to pay four eighty. <laughs> Just contributing the bare minimum. <laughs> like a thousand dollars worth of my tax money. What value would that have added? That wouldn't even pay, that doesn't even pay for a fucking, uh, like, one bus stop. You know how I know that? Because when I was 17, I smashed a glass on a tram stop with a hammer, and it cost me $1,100 to repair. So I've paid less tax in my life than it would cost to repair the fucking, the the, like, the plexiglass windows at one bus stop. <laughs> what a model citizen. Fucking here's me preaching about getting an education and uh, what a fucking loser. Oh, but Perth is great. <laughs> it's a lovely time. Um What have I got here? Completely broken Perth. I got some lovely reviews. I'll tell I got another story to tell at the end. I've had some uh some lovely reviews. The shows are going great, man. Um actually where's my fucking where is my phone? I saw some crabs here before. So lovely. Like, uh, just on these rocks that I'm at, there were two crabs. I wanted to film them and... Uh, oh, wait. Yeah, good. That's off. Yeah, I wanted to film them and like put it on my Instagram story with the caption of like, Hey, you boys like podcasts or what? You boys want to listen to some podcasts? Maybe they're back. Let's see. Let me, let me stand up. He is the boss. How you doing there, boss? You like a bit of a podcast? <laughs> I feel like a salesman. Um, yeah, there's just some crabs on the rocks. Swimming every day has been incredible, man. I went for one run, and then I'm like, fuck this. I'm just going for swims, you know? The second beach, there's three beaches in South Frio, like one behind, like, you know, one after the other. And the second one, there's like a pontoon out on the water. You can swim out to this little wooden pontoon and, uh, and do flips Sueys, dives, bombs, belly flops, all different kinds of dives. You do them, fucking, I'd, I'd done them all. Backflip, front flip, side flip, 180, 360, uh, uh, Monzo. I just made that one up. It's my new one. There was like all kids out on the, what was it the other day? Uh, there were like kids out on the pontoon and they were like, you know, 15 or 13 or some shit. It's like their summer holidays. Um, and there was one little fucking buck tooth kid going to his mate, like, do it! I can't remember what he said. Let's just say it was a mate. He was like, do a Monzo! Oi, do a Monzo! And his mate's, mate's like, what's that? And he's like, I don't know, I just made it up! And then, like, dived into the water and was just like, yeah! Like, did some spaz thing. 
<coughs> it's beautiful, man. It's beautiful. Being around, like, just, I don't know, the vibe on the beach is real nice. There's, actually, it's real quiet today, but the last few days it's been absolutely rammed. And there's just, like, kids running around, families, dogs, girls. Oh, my God. Just the number of, fuck me, man. It's not even fair. You just shield your... You just try and walk with your eyes down. It's like, I, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Perth beaches. Fuck. Um, but, yeah, reviews. Oh, my God. Uh, so, Friday night... Both of the shows have had over... Thank you if anyone's listening from the shows. Thank you so much for coming so far. Both shows have been over 30 people. So, that's uh, over half full. At the start of the run, I said if I can fill... 20% of the whole run, I will, um, I'll fucking, that, that'll be making sick money. And I've already, I think, I've sold like 130 tickets out of 880. What's that? Yeah, that's like 15%. Um, yeah, I'm already easily on target to do that. Uh, had some reviewers in on Sunday, had a great show, uh, and had probably the best review I've ever had in terms of like the writing and just how good, like how nice it was. Uh, the dude from Fringe Feed, really like the stars are fine but sometimes you get a star rating and like you know it's good it's like four or four and a half whatever but then you read the review and you're like you can't even fucking write man like honestly some of the some of the fucking writing that makes it into these reviews is just embarrassing it's so fucking awful not even like sentence structure syntax Correct, like words left out, spelling mistakes, everything. Cunts spelling my fucking name wrong. Just the worst. This guy from Fringe Feed, uh, it was a very well written review. Um, there was other than spelling my name wrong, which people don't even seem to count as a typo. It's just, it's just an alternative spelling. You can spell it however the fuck you want, cunt. Um, A I D A N, Alpha, Indigo, Delta, Alpha, N word. Fuck! Spell my fucking name right. Anyway. <laughs> um, other than that, the Fringe Feed review, the guy was just like, yeah, sorry, there is one typo in there, but that's my editor's fault, and I couldn't even find it. Um, me? I couldn't even find it, and I'm a genius. Um, but the review was, yeah, really just... Like, the dude just fucking got the show, for sure. He, uh, he seemed to understand what I was trying to do with the self-reflectiveness and whatever and he also mentioned several times through the review that it was funny because my biggest major like problem with my reviews last year that I think was right was that the laughs were uh I think the music dude said the laughs were a bit thin on the ground and I think he's right from the show last year and I reckon this year still not where I want to be but it's getting better the laughs are getting like they're coming more thick and fast and it's more about the laughs rather than the story. So, um, yeah, super pumped with that review. Um, let me do this music now. Oh, my God, there's two crabs there. Fucking brother. I am going to film them. Oh, no, I can't even. There's not enough room. Not enough room, not enough light. There's hella crabs down here, though. Hella. That's something that people don't say enough. Hella fucking crabs, dude. Oh, man. And, um, oh, children. But, uh, no. Oh, pfft, what am I talking about? The song. <sighs> song for the week. Uh, the song is Olaya. Olaya. I think that's how you spell it. O-L-A-L-L-A. U-O-L-A-A-L-L-A. 
Olaya. Um, I, th- I guess it's Spanish. And the dude's called Blanco White. Like white, like the Spanish word for white and then the English word for white. Uh, I looked him up and he's from London. And I guess this song was released like less than a year ago. It's uh, actually, I'll read the fucking thing that it was about because it was real lame. Uh, so I guess it's evidently is about, uh, the old kind of, um, like villages and towns and stuff that with globalization are disappearing as people move to the cities. And it's like a guitar, it's a, it's, when I first heard it, the guitar kind of struck me, um, because it's very catchy, but it's like mellow, uh, but it does kind of drag you along in an uplifting way. Is that different to any of the ways I've described any of the other music? I fucking hope so. London artist Blanco White mourns and celebrates the changing nature of our current civilization in his new guitar-powered single, Olaya. It's an ode to the small towns that are starting to fade as many people migrate to the big cities looking for jobs. There is a sense of longing and loss for the beauty of these small communities in the track, but also Blanco balances these sentiments with an uplifting melody as a way to implicitly admit that change is inevitable. That is a well-written review. Uh, and there's more in there, but what's this? Uh, Orpium.com? That's a well-written review. That's interesting because when I read that, I think, you fucking loser. Did this guy actually... I mean, I guess I guess the lyrics are there and they do kind of speak for themselves and that is what the lyrics are about. But I, when I read that, think, come on, man. You're really putting a lot of like emotional weight on this track and trying to verbalize what is... It's just music. It should make you feel a certain way. So I'm reading that going like this review is a bit of a ponce, you know? But are people reading the review that I got, because I liked it about, because I like people writing about me and, and the things that he wrote about me, I feel like I resonated with. But are other people going to read that and go, this fucking loser just went to a comedy show and just heard some jokes and now he's talking about fucking changes and, and regret and humility. What a fucking nerd. Maybe that's what all reviewers are. But they're really, like, it's just another medium, isn't it? It's just like, these are the things that I felt when I experienced this art. And I'm going to try and communicate that to you in words without spoiling the art so that you can't enjoy it yourself. Yeah, I don't know. Alaya is a song about the appearing towns and villages. I think that's disappearing. I think there is. I think there is a typo there. I think that is a typo. Maybe you should be taking that to your editor. Maybe you need to work a little bit harder before you put your words on the internet. Alaya is a song about the appearing towns and villages of southern Europe. Often these places are staggeringly beautiful, but are slowly being abandoned as jobs and communities migrate elsewhere. I think I just felt moved. Oh, what? Oh, the dude's... Oh, this is the guy talking now. Oh, okay. (laughs) Ah, so the guy 100% believes his own hype on the... (laughs) I think I just felt moved by that idea of loss and seemingly inevitable change. Although the narrative laments that change, I hope the song would still be uplifting in some way and capture some of the excitement that I felt when stumbling across a beautiful place. Boo! (laughs) Oh, man. Talking about the shit that you make is the fucking worst. I wonder if that guy is embarrassed by the things that he said in print just there. (laughs) because <laughs> that's fucking gross he wrote a really beautiful song the lyrics are amazing his singing is great and then he's just gone on record talking about it and it's like you suck <laughs> just let the shit speak for itself that's actually kind of a good way to look at it hey 
rather than talk about the art, talk about the process maybe, but not the actual product itself and the thing. That should be fucking, that should be speaking for itself, surely. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone's wrong. Maybe you should just listen to the song and <laughs> fucking turn this podcast off. Um, the last thing I was going to talk about, oh man, I had a fucking scare. Um, how far are we going here? Oh shit, my laptop's heating up. Fuck. Dad. Oh no. Let me just, it's in the fucking, it's right in the sun. That's actually such a why did I do that? That's such a bad idea. Why am I here? Why am I sitting on fucking rocks? Um, <laughs> probably ruining my shirt. They're not soft rocks either. They're like hard. Like they've been ravaged by time. Changed from what they once were into a new medium. Uh, <laughs> fucking a liar, cunt. Um, oh, I had a scare. I really thought... Uh, on the Tuesday, just before I, I, the flight was like 4 a.m. What was the flight? Or was it 6? I had to be at the, I think I had to get up at like fucking 4 or something like that, or 3.30, or I can't, like mad early. Too early for the trains hadn't started running in Melbourne yet, so I had to get an Uber to the fucking bus station and get the bus to, and then the Uber driver was going like, man, you should just get me to drive you to the airport. And I'm like, can't, stop trying to wring more money out of me. I know it's expensive to go to the airport. I've already got my bus ticket. Just do the thing that I told you to do and don't talk to me or look at me in the eyes, you underling fucking scum. No, he was just trying to make more money. It's fair. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty good at catching myself out with saying dumb shit this week. I'm, I'm proud. I should be proud of this personal development. But I, um, the night before, so the night before I left to come to Perth, I, uh, I bought some chicken drumsticks from Woolies. And uh, brought them home and I cooked them in the oven with just like curry paste, Thai curry paste and like coconut milk and, uh, and some spring onions and leeks and shit. Chucked them in the oven and uh, had three each for me and Blake. And then like I just, I, the oven, I don't know how long to cook it for and it's chicken, you know, which is dangerous. And it looked a little bit pink, but then I Googled it and it's like pink is okay as long as the temperature's this, but I don't have a thermometer. So we just ate it. I was like, fuck it. Let's just fucking eat this chicken. And then a few hours later, I had three gigs that night. I was doing uh, a gig at the Imperial, Jacqueline Mifsud's trial show. And then I was doing uh, Lido and then I was doing Catfish. And like on the way to Lido, I was like feeling a little bit kind of like stomachy or lightheaded. I was sweating some and I looked up the um i looked up the symptoms for salmonella and how long it takes to set in and it said 12 hours to set in and it and it lasts for 72 hours which is what's that 24 48 it's three days that's a long fucking time and if i'd had salmonella it was like i'm gonna miss my flight and maybe miss my opening night of the show I started thinking like that. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to miss opening night of my show in Perth. I've worked so hard to get people into the room. The tickets are selling. I'm going to miss it. It's going to get around. My season's going to fail. Uh, fucking the next season and everything after that's going to fail. Melbourne Comedy Festival is going to be a bust. I'm not going to have any money. I'm not going to be able to go to Edinburgh. I'm going to have to get a job at a bar again. And then I'm going to uh, get one of the bartenders pregnant and we're going to have to have a kid and I'll have to quit comedy. 
Or because I fucking didn't put my chicken in the oven for long enough. Why did I do that? Why didn't I just do... Why didn't I just leave it for longer? Why wasn't I patient? What is wrong with me? And uh, <laughs> that was going through my head. And I got to Lido, did my set, did okay. But I felt a little bit faint on stage. Um, and I was still sweating just like all down my back. And it wasn't that hot in Melbourne. And... Uh, I tried to, I got to leave, I know I got to catfish the last show, tried to make myself vomit and couldn't and like nothing would come, a little bit of chicken came up and nothing came up and then I went and I did my set at catfish and I was fine and nothing happened and that is the best feeling that I've had this week, honestly, it felt so good. When I woke up in the morning and I, I wasn't vomiting out of my ass and shitting out of my face, I was like, thank the comedy gods, all is well. I'm the greatest cook to ever live. Let's get to fucking Perth. That's the pod for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, I hope you've enjoyed this. It's been fun. If you're in Perth, uh, come check out the rest of my shows. My next one is tomorrow night, Wednesday. 25 tickets sold already out of the 55. And I want to sell out at least one of these over the run. I'm doing pretty good. I just, this is the next hump that I have to get over now. I just chucked down an Instagram ad. So if anyone is on Instagram and sees the picture that I just posted, please like that so I can get some more views on that ad. Um, Because I think the initial push of tickets being sold and me giving away stuff for the first like three or four shows is about to die off. And so I'm going to need to start selling these tickets just through momentum, you know. But by the end of the run, I want to sell out all 55 tickets for one of these sessions. That would be amazing. So if you know anyone in Perth that wants to come and see the show that you think would like the show, let them know. Other than that, thanks for listening to the pod. This has been Aiden Taco Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.